thanks so much to Pod Plays Podcast, bringing great stories, epic songs, audio dramas that are a movie for your ears. Within each story, you'll discover new and original music by Nashville's top hit songwriters. Visit podplays.com to find the stories, the app, and links to follow Pod Plays on all your favorite social media sites. My dad was like, that girl looks like Shaquille O'Neal. She's she's like a head taller than all the other girls, and she's just imposing her will. And uh, my, my brother's like, you can't point out their size, Dad. They're very self-conscious about this. But she is a beast, and we want her to use her size. But she's a beast. He's pointing. She's a, she's beast. a beast. That girl right You're there a is a beast. I know. You see how they? You see how you create complexes in kids. You're a beast out there. You mean it as a compliment. You mean it. Like, I see you playing hard. <laughs> you definitely mean it as a compliment when you call a girl a beast. 100%. I know, yeah, right? Well, yeah. You're like, no, honey, I meant it like a posse. Like, I, I see how it might have come off in, in my head. You know I meant it well. Uh, this is the Marty Ray Project Chats, and I'm Marty Ray, one of the hosts of this podcast. You might know me from a beard video, a prank call, a rap song turned acoustic cover, or hopefully one of my original albums. And I'm Chris Wallen. You might know me from, where would they know me from again? You might know Chris from number one hit songs like Don't Blink by Kenny Chesney and Something to be Proud of by Montgomery Gentry. Whether you know either one of us or not, I bet you're going to have fun here. Welcome to the project. Download, subscribe, and rate, whether you love it or not. Sound supplied by Roadcaster Pro. He's a comedian, actor, and host who began his career as a physician. Save some of the women for us common folks, Matt. <laughs> he was the first and only winner of the new Celebrity Apprentice. And he's the host of the hit show American Ninja Warrior. Welcome to the show, Dr. Matt Eisman. What's up, Thanks, Doc? Marty. And I will point out, I will tell you, women love a man with a sense of humor when he's a doctor. When you quit being a doctor to become a comedian, women really don't find a sense of humor all that funny. I, 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 I learned that the hard way. You found that out quick. They, they really, it's overrated. They, they're like a very rich man with a very solid future with a sense of humor. Right. So it's, it, it's a caveat. I had... And by the way, I am the winner of the new Celebrity Apprentice. And as you pointed out, the last Celebrity Apprentice... Because after I, I like to say after I did it, they're like, we can never match that. But NBC said the show's going away, became a political football. But uh, yeah, we'll go with I am, we'll, I'm we'll, famous. We'll go with you can never match that. Yeah. Oh, shoot. We lost him. He gone. He's probably still talking. He probably is. <laughs> we lost you. Oh, 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 we can't hear him. We can't hear him now. You hear me now? Oh, we there you are. Now. Did you turn your Wi-Fi off? No, my phone <laughs> overheated. Came on, and it, this, it's a, it's, a, it's emergency. It's too hot. What was going on? Man, it's too hot. He said, "Golly!" It, it took one look at Marty Ray's beard, and it said, "We've never seen anything like this on that we phone. We can't handle this. Uh, at least." <laughs> what we thought. I'm sorry about that, boys. We thought you were doing a bit. You, you froze like this. Right. And I thought, I think, I think he's actually still there. We <laughs> waited. A hilarious comedy bit, huh? Yeah, we waited. We was like, Jesus. wait a minute, let's see if he blinks. Yes, yeah, we, we like blink. a little drama here. It's my mannequin act. It's one, one of the new things you learn how to do in Hollywood. TikTok, I see why the, the women. Rage. I see why the women weren't into it, Matt. 
There it is. I can there, get that's it. how I am in a relationship. <laughs> yeah. I just freeze. You just freeze in a relationship. Yeah, just and then and then they walk away, and I'm like, well, that worked out well. That, that's how you get to be my age and single, boys. That's, that's the secret right there. <laughs> She's like, let's talk about our feelings. He's like, <laughs> feelings. Oh. oh my god, I feel like you. Literally, this weekend, I just had that conversation with a girl I'm seeing, and uh, the word feelings kept coming up. And I'm just like, hey, listen, I can sing Barbara Streisand's version of the song, but but as far as feeling feelings, honey, uh, go ahead, sing it. That. Sing it. Feelings. Oh, man. Nothing more than feelings. <laughs> that, you, you almost think we like just with which I sing. That I have feelings. Man. <laughs> that was amazing. Hey, I mean, if you guys, listen, if you guys want to record a song with that voice, we do. Uh, you know, oh, you're going to have to pay because you, you hear, you hear the, the amazing the voice singing of I have. My, so my mom has been a singer her whole life, and she goes, you clearly did not. My mom, Angel, goes, you clearly did not inherit my voice. The one who said <laughs> nothing negative. She, she just, whenever Thanks, I mom. sing, she's like, maybe. She goes, you know, you should sing silently, honey. Sing with your heart. <laughs> it's just, it's sometimes the truth has to come. It doesn't stop me from singing, though, unfortunately. For the rest of the show, please do sing silently. <laughs> At least for this show. As my brother used to say, you sing like a prisoner behind bars and looking for a key. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, ben, that is good. I, I can use that one. Ben, can you do me a favor and cut Chris down in my ears just a little bit? Because I, if I turn this down, I'm losing Matt. But Chris is really yeah. cutting my, my – he's cutting my bad ear with, with the heat. Chris. Chris, you're bringing Hello, it. Hello. How you doing? Well, you can bring him up a little more than that. <laughs> I didn't mean to turn him off. <laughs> the problem yeah, is going to – Just inconsistent. Whereas I, you're always shouting, Marty. Chris, right? I'm yeah, always. He's yeah. always loud. I'm always super loud. Wow, <laughs> wow. Boy, boy, did you guys just get some honesty from the producer right there, yeah, didn't I did. you? Man, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Marty, you're always a loud yeah. mouth. He's inconsistent. I ain't talking about his voice. I'm talking about his life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not even talking about the wow. voice anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was a wake up call there, Chris. Golly, yeah. man, it's a tough room, man. <laughs> well, Matt, that's why we have you here, Doc. Um, this is an intervention. You thought it was an interview. It's actually oh intervention. God. Chris? Yes. You have something to say? <laughs> You've been inconsistent, haven't you? I've, I'm so inconsistent, I can't think of what to say now. Exactly. I, I was going to say it, and then I'm not going to say it anymore. Yeah, you're consistently inconsistent. Yes. Yes. Matt, we start every show with a fast five. We ask you five quick questions, it. and we get five quick answers. If we it. don't get five quick answers, we end the interview right there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's I it. better be consistent, Chris. Watch this. Okay. Right. Let's I'm, see if I'm, I am. I'm waiting. Chris, watch how a doctor I'm learning. does it. I'm learning and listening. Yeah. Watch how a doctor does it. Okay. Here we go. If you try to fail and succeed, what have you done? You've, you've, you've failed. If you try to fail and succeed, you've failed. Or have you succeeded? Yep. Well, you didn't hit your goal. You failed, right? No, you hit your goal because you tried to fail and you succeeded. You were actually trying to fail. Oh, you're right. I I, I, I guess I failed. Yeah. I failed the first time. Chris question. succeeded Jesus. at failing. You, we got to get another doctor in Marty. here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I interpret it as, right, you failed to fail, right? I, I fell for the wordplay there. Yeah. yeah, this this is why, well, God, why do you think I quit being a doctor? Because I did <laughs> stuff like that. Like, 
How you're, many... having a, you're having pain in your chest. I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing, so you're fine. Go home. <laughs> how and, many, and I was wrong. How many malpractice suits did you have before you – were you actually quit being a doctor <laughs> well, or were you fired? Which was it? it it's, uh, it's not important. It's not important <laughs> that I was chased out with torches. Yeah. With He's torches the... and zombies. Uh, <laughs> They wheeled me out on a gurney. He's in the operating room I, just uh, laughing. Hey, you guys ever seen a well, liver? <laughs> He's folding in his hand. Could you imagine? Like my one of my first big breaks was uh, doing an athlete's foot at it. What it must have been like for my former patients going, that jackass looks like the guy who used to ex- who used to give me advice on my life about my health. It couldn't that, be him. That is the guy who acted like he be. was a proctologist. Good, yeah. <laughs> the moon <river. laughs> If you could make a rule for the day and everyone had to follow it, what would it be? Uh, give me a million dollars. Everyone. Man. Wow. Everyone? You would be a million dollars from everyone. I know. Uh, that's that's such a like shallow it. How rule, much money I, would I that just, be? Because uh, there's, what, seven billion people in the world. If each well, person gave you a million. I would make sure I saw a lot of people. I mean, what if you're stuck in the desert on that day and you don't see a single person? You're like, what a waste. Well, Nothing. see, well now, now, Doc, you're reading into the question. It just said everybody had to follow the rule. Whether it didn't say you see them, okay. so that means seven billion people have to do something that you say for an entire day. Well, Marty, I got I got so nervous after the first one. I, I guess you know <laughs> what I would say is uh, I would say laugh. I, I think if everyone laughs, the world will be a better place. I love it. Uh, I always every, any day I laugh, I feel. I, I, it's a win. So if everyone laughed, man, there wouldn't be any, it, it's like, imagine, imagine if everybody laughed for a day, the world would be a better place. Yeah. That's my, my John Lennon impression. I thought you, I really thought <laughs> it's you about, about as to, good as my singing. I was praying to God. You weren't about to go into singing. Imagine. Oh, and thank- which by the way, one of the highlights of the pandemic was when all the celebrities sang imagine and, and, and the internet turned on him. They were like, I you self-absorbed narcissist. Exactly. Hey, it was, uh, I felt kind of well, that way. That's why I felt about the thing. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Because well, they, they were doing it from their, you know, their, 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 their $20 million mansion kitchens. <laughs> That's it. Like this. And they were like, imagine all the people living God, you life can sing. in peace. <laughs> And they spin, and it's like this massive, I'm rich. <laughs> it's kind of, imagine if you were me, yeah. your life wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at one point of that song, it says something about money, doesn't it? Like, yeah. imagine there's no I money. I think they, they edited that out. <laughs> they edited that part out for them. They're like, imagine if everybody had to give me a million dollars. They got Floyd Mayweather in his money pool. Singing it. Imagine there's no money. Because <laughs> oh I got it all. Uh, what actor what actor plays the same character in every movie or show that they act in? Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. Really? He did. The one time he tried to do an accent was Robin Hood, where he's like, I'm Robin, Prince of Law. And then by the end, he's just like, yeah, I'm Kevin Costner, Field of Dreams, Waterworld, Bull Durham, Dances with Wolves. I'm Kevin. Hey, what, what's the script say? It says I'm Kevin Costner. Give me, give me 20 million. Now, now he's an artist. He has a band. Oh, yeah. Does he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And here's the thing. If Kevin's listening, I like Kevin Costner. I watch every Kevin Costner movie go, I like Kevin Costner being Kevin Costner in this Kevin Costner movie. Well, 
what the, the title of this is not going to say that you like Kevin Costner. Just so you know, it's going to say something worse than that. Matt Eisman despises Kevin Costner. Something to the, that effect. Hates his face. Hates Kevin him. Costner is a one-dimensional actor. Yeah, washed up. Say. Yeah. Matt Eisman the, thinks he's a film yeah. critic now. <laughs> yeah. Which is, that is exactly what the internet does, isn't it? Yeah. It takes yeah, something it really mean is. as a compliment, takes it out of context. It's it's actually a, a a blessing to get canceled on the internet. It really is. It actually yeah. helps you your career. So we need to get you canceled somehow. It's like losing American Idol. It's actually the best thing that can happen. It's yeah. way better for Look you than Matt winning Rogers. it because if you win it, yeah. you get that crappy uh, label Contract, deal that they right. give you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just want to go so far to where I get a big enough name to where I can quit because I got sick. Sick. <laughs> And not have to sign the deal. Sick. You know, I'm yeah. sick right now. I'm sick. I can't sing. What are you I'm sick about? that I was about to get locked into Simon Cowell's production deal. Exactly. I don't Justin want to be locked Barini in nowhere numbers. with Simon Cowell. Really, it is true. Uh, the, the people who come before this, like third and fourth, they have it way better because they have all that. Other than Kelly Clarkson. Kelly yeah. Clarkson did well. Oh, yeah. Well, and yeah. Carrie Underwood. I think did, it's Carrie, did Carrie Underwood? I don't know if she won. I don't think she won, did she? Oh, she didn't win? Oh, she didn't win? I don't think so. Well, she, yeah, she's I probably she Yeah, did. Jennifer Hudson didn't win. Uh, Jennifer Hudson didn't win, did she? She didn't. I don't know. I never but watched the show. She's crushed it. But, but <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Listen to us acting like we're experts. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? Really? You yeah. want to be fourth place? Every fourth place finisher <laughs> that I know of. Really? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> We are acting like we know what to do. Listen, you go on the show. Here's what you do. Fourth, you shoot for fourth. Shoot for fourth. Get a little bit below that, but but make an impression while you're there. You're you're gonna be a star. Well, I promise you. Look look at how winning Celebrity Apprentice completely changed my life. I'm doing podcasts in a, in a car at a in soccer a at a soccer game. Man, in a hey, Honda. It's you a, know what? It's the li- you live in the life. Look, it you. It was a oh long time for you getting here, but you made it, buddy. You made yeah. it. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie Underwood won season four. Okay. She did win. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Who cares? All right. We're going to have to shut up. We don't know anything about, uh, about American Idol. Yeah. Never cut one of my songs. Who cares? <laughs> we don't care. This is about American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> Who do you go out of your way to be nice to? Uh, yeah, honestly, I, I, anyone I work with, for sure. Um, but I, I think waiters, um, because uh, – you just realize people on the service industry all yeah, the time. That is true. Mm-hmm. And, and I know, listen, I've been guilty of it too. When you're in a bad mood or your, your, your steak doesn't come out perfectly medium rare. <laughs> you, you just get back, And you're like, you know what? This person's out here working for above minimum wage hustling. And, and, and the, the thing I've learned is, man, when you're nice to somebody, then it's nice. They come back nice to you. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is a positive cycle versus when you're an ass. You get a lot of ass coming back at you, and and uh, I, I try to be ni- nicer to people on the whole. It sounds yeah. like you've been in a, a Texas Roadhouse with me before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I saw I saw I saw Dalton Patrick Swayze in there. You got to be nice till it's time to not be nice. That's right. He's the cooler, the cool one. He's the take cooler. it outside, fellas. One of the greatest movies take ever, Roadhouse. Right? Am I right? Oh my God! And Sam Elliott and oh man. It was. Yeah. I brought that up. I brought this up the one time. The honest line, though. Uh, I brought this up one time on a show. You see this, Matt? Can you see this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the when he grabbed the guy's neck. Bro, you remember in that fight, Marty? Just before he pulls that guy's neck out, 
the guy looks at Dalton and says, I used to f guys like you in prison. You're like, it's an odd admission. I didn't expect it. I don't think I told that. In this fight, I don't know. That was, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it would just seem like an odd place to say that to in a way that with such right certainty where I was like, <laughs> I mean, it, it definitely would have made, if I'm in a fight, I would have gone, wait, what are you? What are you trying what to tell me? Is this, are you, is, no, are I don't dating? want to die. I mean, is this a lambada? A forbidden dance we're doing here? I, I thought this was a fight. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know I was about to die. You'd be pleading, but yeah, not him. That's like, that's like Ringo. Oh, okay. That's Ringo. It's like, am I fighting or is this a relationship <laughs> we're about to start? We're, we're dating now. Are we? <laughs> Listen, I will fight, but if you ask me to have feelings, I'm out of here. Or I will tear your neck out. <laughs> you ask me to have feelings? It just froze up. It just froze. <laughs> I froze. I froze. Hey, Marty. Have you seen? Have you seen these TikTok? You on TikTok? I I, I check it out occasionally. I just I, social media. I waste so much time on social media. I keep deleting the apps from my phone because otherwise I'm in a nine hour sinkhole just looking at these dances yeah. going. Oh, yeah. Wait, hips, oh, arms, yeah. hips, snap, snap. There is. Which a, one are you talking about though, Marty? There is a a. Uh, trend or this guy created this trend where it's called the facetime trend so his grandma he's talking to his grandma on facetime and he's holding the camera up like this he's like hey grandma he's eating and uh, she's like hey baby now i'm gonna need you to come out over and uh, probably get you to bow by yard he goes <laughs> he just freezes He's acting like the phone's frozen. Like he's, he's just stopped oh with, the, my God, with the spoon up to good. his mouth and he's just holding it still. She that's goes, good. And his grandma's like, hey, baby, did I did I lose you? Baby, did I lose you? He's blinking. Oh. <laughs> and she hangs up. Oh, my God. It seems like that's a movie funny. that Matt actually tried yeah, in yeah. a relationship. I do. <laughs> Does that, is that, is I that accurate? I call it the old emotionally unavailable TikTok. That's what I call that one. <laughs> Oh boy! What was the oh, last? Oh, my girlfriend's gonna love this podcast. Oh, man. We're gonna send it directly to her before anybody else. <laughs> What's your girlfriend's name? <laughs> almost answered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost. He's like, um, I, ain't fall, I ain't falling for that one again. <laughs> again? What was the last again. photo you took? Uh, I just took a photo of my niece on the soccer field before that uh, on a corner kick. Uh, before that, I took a photo, but my brother and my niece were, I have neck problems. So I was teaching them stretches. And so we were doing a stretch. They, they look like, do you remember Jonestown when, when, uh, Reverend Joe, Bob Jones, like had everybody drink the Kool-Aid and they were dead bodies. It looked like they were just dead bodies. I took a great photo of my, my uh, <laughs> nice. brother and my niece Man. looking like corpses. You're into some very morbid things. Huh? <laughs> it's very dark. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it, you know it's like it's art it's art yeah, you yeah, understand you know, deep stuff yeah. deep stuff very artsy he's like hey y'all lay down hey lay down and look like Meanwhile, look like you're dead just to tell you how classy I am to tell you how classy I am my my sister my sister in law loves tennis and the number one player in the world right now is Barty and I was telling her that I I, I was watching tennis last time I was with her we were watching tennis and the announcer like Barty hits a laser and the and the announcer goes a hot one from Barty. And I started laughing because I, I just came up like a hot one from Barty. It made me think of like she dropped a, she dropped a, a, a bomb and I was like, oh, it's farty Barty. And so all morning, my, my sister-in-law was going, why? Why do you keep laughing? I'm like, farty 
everybody. That's her nickname now. And my niece is like, you're 12. I go, I guarantee, though, every time you hear the name Barty now, somewhere in your head, you're going to go farty Barty. So that's that's my level of artistic integrity, gentlemen. That's how advanced so I'm So now level you know what I was. Uh, that was my nickname in high school, Farty Marty. <laughs> farty Marty? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you for Listen, bringing up those I, memories. They told me I could come and... I could come in studio, and then and then uh, Chris said, nah, Farty Marty's in effect, no, bro. No, Farty so Marty's there. Do it from Denver. You, you don't want that. <laughs> you don't want that. If Marty, if Farty oh Marty's there, God. you don't want to come in studio. <laughs> oh, my God. Matt, you have a, you, I would never know it by looking at you, talking to you, yeah. or, or anything, but you have two. He has degrees from Princeton and Columbia. Nice. Yeah. Can you believe? Look at this guy. I know. I, I, look at his face. I, on paper, I'm, <laughs> on paper, I'm <laughs> impressive, Marty. <laughs> I was actually very honored that you was on the show until until I saw you and you were came on like that. <laughs> and now I'm like, hey, he's just a normal guy. Like, he, yeah. The, I wonder, as you hear farty barty, there's yeah. a whole lot of education going to waste Once right you hear here. Jokes, you realize maybe you didn't. worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, actually, Clearly, I slept through school. What? How did you like graduate from Princeton and Columbia with with at honors or like how did that work? Yep, graduated with honors from both. Yeah, That's I was awesome. a good student. It's a, freak, uh, it's a genius. Graduated we're, from we're Princeton, went to Columbia Med School. I'm in uh, the Alpha Omega Alpha Honor Society. I, I have a pin for my tie. I just don't wear. Ties, oh, you're in the Illuminati. I don't wear pins. How, yeah, he's totally in the Illuminati. And then, and then he's I probably in skulls I too. Quit. Yeah. Skull and bones. I walked away from the skulls, man. Man, he's got the skulls. I know. I personally we, am a genius uh, with a capital J. Okay. Did you hear that, Chris? I'm, I'm uh, close to that. Your name's not Chris. Yeah. His name's not Chris. Genius with a capital J. <laughs> what kind of doctor actually I, uh, are you? So I'm licensed as a general practitioner. I was doing my training in internal medicine here at Colorado, where my dad was a professor of medicine, and then uh, I left. So I didn't. I didn't complete my training, but. I got licenses California as a general practitioner, but I'm useless. I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't done medicine in 20 years. So I would give you leeches and tell you that, uh, yeah, yeah, chest pain. I would, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend putting your feet above your head and, and sleeping. I don't know. Is that how you spoke anything. when you was a doctor? <laughs> I, did. I, I, I tried you to sound, putting your feet above your I head. I recommend lance the boils. I recommend leeches. <laughs> We're going to get the bad humors out of your body. <laughs> yeah. You, you sound like a kind of it doctor was, I'd enjoy going to. Lance the boils and here's the full thing. of spirits. I, <laughs> I, was, I was going to medical school, like ER. Now you watch these shows like Grey's Anatomy, where everybody's having sex on gurneys, and they're all like, damn it, live, live, damn it. Like, that, that never happens, <laughs> it, at least when I was there. It was it was just this steady drumbeat of people with drug seeking behavior and, right. and death and and, and may it, it it's it's it is a job that you have to be it's not a job it's a calling I did not hear the call and that's why I had to leave to uh, find something else and and I'm so you know I I've I've had a lot of health issues so I'm glad people are doctors because my God they do save lives but i i just it wasn't what i was meant to be and it took me a while to figure it out what how in the world was it just because your dad was a doctor or what made you say you know what you know I'm gonna go so to my dad never <laughs> my dad never pressured me to be a doctor i think it was I, I i was doing well in school and and i looked at my dad and i saw someone who loved his job and i was just in fact before the soccer game i was talking to my dad i'm like 
dad, give me, you know, give me some life advice. What, what has meant a lot to you? And he talked about medicine was such a fulfilling career and he loved teaching. He loved that, not just saving lives, but teaching others to save lives. And like, you're, you know, being able to have this web that lives on past you. And, and it was, I have such respect for my dad that I think when I started thinking of a career, I thought I want to be like my dad. I want to be someone who makes a difference who helps people. And and I got into medicine and I love science. I love people. I love being around them. So again, it was like, it, it was a perfect fit on paper. But when I got into the hospital was when I realized like you, you really have to be called to this because it is, it's, it's life or death, but it's not in the dramatic sense. It's, it's the, it's the mundane of just, you, you have to be always looking for another answer. You have to be so attuned to what am I missing? And it's, it's, a, it's something that weighs like you have someone's life. You have multiple patients lives in your hands. And, and when you go home to be thinking of how can I serve them? How can I help them? And I knew I, when I was in there, I'm thinking, I want to be drinking with my friends. I want to be playing GoldenEye on Nintendo 64. And I knew like, I, I, I didn't feel like I was helping my patients. And I, and I felt, I felt it. I felt like a fraud and it is such a bad feeling to be in a place where people are looking to you, hoping you're going to save them, feeling like I'm I'm not the person who's going to do it. It was awful. So that was when I I really had to sit down and and say, what am I doing with my life? And it wasn't as though I said, ah, I need to be a comedian. I need to be in entertainment. I just knew I have to step back from medicine and either discover the passion that that merits people placing their lives in my hands or get 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 out. And ultimately, I, 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 t- I took time off and I thought I'd never done uh, creative stuff. And I thought, I want to clear my mind. I, I Look, I, I'm, I'm obviously still immature. And I knew I was immature at the time. I thought, I have to grow up. I, I need to grow up. And, and so I thought I would take a year to get, get whatever it was out of my system and come back as a man and be a doctor. And instead, I moved out to L.A. And, and I stumbled into stand-up comedy. And I fell in love with performing. And you know, listen, I'm not going to say you save lives, but you guys know when you're on stage and you're playing music and you get a crowd going, it is magical. It's magical to feel like you're a part of making people happy, of giving them joy and having that shared experience. The When the energy comes back to you as a performer, it's euphoric, right? I mean, I, I always say like when a show's going well, I feel like I'm riding a wave. And when, you know, I don't know how it is as a performer. I imagine it's the same, but as a comedian, when they're laughing and you're like, you like that, wait till I hit you with this and take you to another level. And it's just such a, when, when you get off stage, like before I go on, I don't care if I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm, I'm sad, I'm angry. As soon as you hit the stage, it goes away and you're present. You have to be present as a performer. And that presence, when you connect with the crowd and you, when you finish a show and you've nailed it, it's just like such a high. It's such a high that when I found that, I, I'm like, I, I this is what I want to do for my life. So you didn't you didn't grow up or because I read that you you had a, a inspiration Brian Regan who is one of my favorite comedians. Him and yeah. Theo Vaughn. So you know when I first saw him, I first saw him when I was doing my residency at, at Comedy Works right here in Colorado. I went to Comedy Works. My buddy was a comic junkie. He was like, you got to see Brian Regan. And I laughed my ass off. And I remember I bought his CD. And when I left medicine, when I left, when I drove from Denver out to Hollywood in my U-Haul, 
I had his comedy CD on repeat and I just kept listening and laughing. And I thought that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to do that um, someday. And, and it just kind of has built, but it growing up, I loved comedy, but I never, I grew up in Colorado. You know, my dad was a doc. We were all education and, and I didn't know anyone in entertainment. It didn't seem like a viable, it didn't seem like something attainable. Like I didn't know how you would possibly get there. So it never entered the realm. And I didn't do plays in, in high school or comedy. I did sports and, and student government and the, you, you know, so it never, I, I never had a chance to perform or, or, or knew it. And, and it's funny, like I, I always say you could be the world's greatest violinist, but if you never pick up a violin, you'll never know. And to think of, Odds are, odds are most people never find what they're best at, never find what they're most passionate at because so it's so rare that you really feel I'm going to try things and try things. I think there's always a pressure to figure it out, to get into something and then just put your head down and grind. And so I think it's changing. I think, you know, the newer generations are a little more uh, feel feel like they can explore more. But when I was growing up, it was kind of like, no, and you, you know, you, you go you go to school, you work hard, you get a job, you work hard, you get a family, then you die. And that was kind of it. And, and, and so I was lucky, I think, to kind of build up the courage to step away from, because it was, my life was laid out ahead of me. You know, I, the hard part was getting into medical school. Once you do that, you're kind of on this conveyor belt leading you forward. And it's easy to just stay on it. And, and it's, you know, medicine's a great job. People respect it. You're going to make a solid living. You're, How much did you, know, you, you make? Can, How much did you make as well, a doctor? Well, when I left... <clears throat> I, so I was in, I was in training. So I think I was making 32,000 a year after coming out of medical school. So you don't start making it till you're done with your training. So the so crazy thing was, your training. I, I never came out of my training, but I move out to Hollywood to do stand up. I get into commercials early on and I had, mm -hmm. I think three or four commercials within six months. So I was making over six figures within a few months of getting out there. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm making a ton more money. I don't have a, a beeper that's going off in the middle of the night. I, I don't have life or death decisions and I love what I do. I'm never going back. How long do you have to do residency as a, as a doctor? It, it totally varies. My program in internal medicine was a minimum of three years. Then you're licensed as mm. an internist. But then if you want to be say a heart doctor, a cardiologist, that can be another three to five to seven years. If you do, you know, if you're going to be someone who puts catheters in, I had a friend who's a cardiothoracic surgeon. He does heart lung transplants. He did a five year surgical residency followed by seven years of training. Then he did more research. So I don't think he earned a full salary until I, I think 14 years after medical school. That's crazy. So wow. four years of college, four years of medical school, then another 14 years where you're just getting paid. Basically, you know, you're, you're not paying down your debt. Um, and then, you know, now he's making bank, but it's like you worked hard. He worked hard for it. How much does a general practitioner make typically? Depends where you are, but typically, you know, you could be making a, a hundred to two fifty is probably, you know, reasonable, a reasonable amount. And then you left and started making commercials and you were already making what you said, $200,000 a year around like it, it's, it varied, but I pretty quickly on, I was over a hundred K and, uh, Explain and the I process got into some voiceover of you going. Yeah. So you, you moved. You, I mean, what do you, you just said, Blind okay, luck. I'm going to go Blind, and, and I move out. Where did you go? 
move out to Hollywood. I got the newspaper that showed me where all the open mics were. I, I got a place in Venice Beach on the beach, a dirt cheap place, but it, I could see the ocean. And <clears throat> I just was going to open mics, open mics, and nothing was happening. But then I had a friend who was on the Drew Carey show who goes, hey, uh, they're doing a scene, a softball game, but they want one team to look like they know what they're doing. I know you play baseball in college. Do you want to come out? I can get you on the show. I'm like, oh, my God. My first paid gig, I go, and it was there that every other player, every other ringer player ha was repped by one agent. He goes, do you have anyone who reps you? I said, no. He goes, let me rep you. He starts sending me out for commercial the next week. Within like a couple weeks, I booked something. So it was, a, you know, a friend calls me. That leads to an agent. That leads to commercials. And it, honestly, like I had no plan when I went out there other than say yes to everything and work your ass off. And just try to, you know, be kind to people and hope that they'll help help me out. And even even hosting, hosting came about because I was doing sketch comedy at the Groundlings, which is where Will Ferrell, Lisa Kudrow, uh, Maya, Maya Rudolph, all of them went through there. Pee Wee Herman. And so I was there and I wasn't I was I was OK. It was it was a, a class. Somebody saw me there and they go, I want to submit you for a game show that I got the game show which lasted one season, but that got me on a home makeover show that did five seasons. That got me a comedy show that got me Ninja Warrior. So that first hosting gig got me the job I have today. And that was 17 years ago. So it's, it's crazy how, you know, you look at, you don't know where your opportunities are going to come from, but you know, again, my, my approach is work your ass off whenever you get a chance, be nice to everybody. Um, and hope that, you know, by, by doing that, people remember you and want to work with you again, because this is a business where, man, whatever you're doing, it's going to end. So you got to want people to work with you again to to stay uh, stay working long term. It's a true yours is a true rich to riches story. <laughs> rich to more riches. Yeah, this is a true yeah, rich to riches story. But I'll tell you what, Listen. you should write a book. <laughs> called rich to I, uh, <laughs> Matt, I, how i went from rich to rich uh, i've been lucky how i went from rich to richer how i turned I'm down how i went to bro. princeton and columbia just for the fun of it oh god <laughs> you know what i'm saying Jesus. this man has a, has eight years of ivy league education that's useless man useless useless <laughs> Do you know how many, when you you put know it how this many people way, Marty, are I... jockeying to get into Princeton and Columbia? <laughs> here here come inner Matt Eisman. He goes <laughs> to both. And then he says, ah, Marty just made... I ain't into it. <laughs> and he Marty, gets you just made me it. realize, I always think I'm, the, I'm, I'm Johnny from Karate Kid. I'm the ass. I'm the bad guy. You really are. <laughs> Sweep the leg, sensei. Yeah. <laughs> put him in a body bag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know, I actually liked you a lot before this interview. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's pretty cool how you uh, went to two Ivy League schools and said, "I don't need that. I don't need their education." <laughs> nah, I love it funny. actually. My mom, my mom always says, "There's no wasted education." I beg to differ. Mom, it, uh, <laughs> hold my beer, out. mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much money you want to waste on some education? Now, speaking of, oh speaking of which, God. how much did it cost to go to Princeton and uh, Yale or whatever the uh, – Harvard? Columbia, a lot. Yeah. A lot. Just give a me lot. a ballpark so, yeah. number. It, what was it wasn't it? cheap. 
It was it was six figures on both. Six figures. Yeah, on both of them. Man. Yeah. It. Uh, did it's, you have to pay it, or did you get scholarships? I mean, how did that work? Uh, no, I, I I got help early on, and then uh, you know have worked to uh, make it all right with the family. I mean, Gra- I Randy and Grandpa were had helped a bet. At this point, um, you're buying everybody cars and everything. How much money is in your <laughs> bank account right yeah. now? Uh, I got like seventy, eighty dollars. Right um, on. I don't save much, you know. Yeah. I, I blow a lot. So. <laughs> I there are probably finances. <laughs> right? You make, you spend what you make. It's always been my approach. That's kind of how I feel. I think that's uh, what you learned in back. Princeton. <laughs> I think they teach that. <laughs> Matt Rogers is my financial advisor, and you know Matt. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Who's Matt? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you haven't met Matt Rogers in Nashville, my buddy who was on American Idol. One of the he's now the voice of the Tennessee Titans in the stadium. Oh, really, Marty? You, your life will change when you meet my boy Matt Rogers. You need to. You guys are going to be best friends. Please. This guy is a walking bundle of joy and probably a future of heart disease. He is just amazing. <laughs> Coming from the doctor himself. Yeah, from from the doctor. Hey, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, my boy Matt Rogers. Hey, connect me with Matt Rogers. So, because he sounds like a guy uh, Marty, who loves the. I, I would be honored to. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys. He's in Nashville, and uh, he is just. I guarantee he's he's one person who I'm always like, man. Anyone who meets him loves him. He is a good egg. He's a good egg. I like that. Does yeah. that now I'm looking for because I'm looking and currently in the market for a new best friend. Yeah, yeah. This used to be. <laughs> Sorry, no. Chris. No. Yeah. yeah. Right. No. I've been waiting. Well, for we a see long Chris time. is inconsistent, Marty. He's yeah. too inconsistent. You need to be consistent. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm so. I'm so over his inconsistencies that I've started yeah. looking. I didn't want him to know. Didn't want to break it to him this way. But since it came out, Chris. Oh, I've this been, is happening. I've been hoping for this for a long time. <laughs> I've, I'm telling you, golly, this ever since he's gained at least at least thirty pounds since he met me. Yeah, that which reminds me. It, I'm going to pitch you a show right now, okay? I'm about to pitch Let you something. We're about to make a lot of money. I'm ready. Okay. You got the American Ninja Warrior, right? Yep. You get like me and Marty, you get a bunch of big people, okay? <laughs> you can you say do fat. the same thing and call it fatiators. <laughs> fatiators. <laughs> American oh fatiators. <laughs> And it's and it's these big people that's doing this, trying to do this same stuff, except it's way easier because they're big and like they can't get, jump as far. Like one of the one of the obstacles is getting and it out gives of bed. people hope that's watching television that maybe they could do it. One of the obstacles is getting out of bed or off the couch. or Yeah, something. it's just regular everyday stuff. What about it, Matt? The, huh? the final obstacle. The final obstacle is walking past a plate of nachos without eating one. <laughs> exactly. It's you it's got. Impossible. You get me, Matt. You get me, <laughs> Chris. I love it. Did you guys? You know, they the, one of the the highlights. One of the highlights was we made it on Saturday Night Live where they did a sketch making fun of our show, and they had Bobby Moynihan, who is who's who's hilarious. And, you know, not not necessarily the, the typical build of a Ninja Warrior athlete. And sure enough, he's just on the first obstacle, and they have him fall like seven <laughs> times in slow motion, just face-planting and eating American it. American oh, my God, his, his family is so disappointed that people who are 
hoping that the hurricane ravaged town would have joy. They've been let down once again. <laughs> it was uh, American Fadiators. American Fadiator. That is. That reminds me. I, of... I want the, and it would be great to have that tennis ball gun from Gladiators and just shoot it at people too. That's what I was about like, to say. You know, that meatballs. Will... You're shooting meatballs yeah. at them. Yes. <laughs> They're meatballs. trying to catch them with their mouth. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Listen, oh my God. American Gladiators, though. That you reminded me of American Gladiators. That was when I was a boy. That show. That was my favorite. Oh, that was it. The true story, right here. I promise you, the true story. They made American Gladiator toys. Remember this? No. Did you ever play? Did you ever have a toy? No. You know what a toy is, right? No. We had dirt. Okay, cool. That, and rocks. I wasn't. I wasn't as poor as you. I'm kind of. I'm not as rich as Matt was, but I was a little bit below. I was well. I was way below Matt, but a little bit above you. <laughs> My parents did buy toys right. for me, so I had these toys. These American Gladiators jousting when they would do the jousting and they would spin. And oh I, yeah. I was in elementary, right? How old are you, Matt? Uh, just turned fifty. Oh, I'm 38. I know I look I look 50, but I turned 30. I look older than you. Um, so I had these toys, right? And I'm a, I'm a, in elementary, and we're, I'm on the playground playing with these toys. And this kid comes over, who's now you know like my brother, one of my best friends. But at this point, he wasn't. He comes over. He goes, "Let me play with those." I said, "You can't play with these. You cuss." That was it. I wouldn't let him play with them because he cussed. Because he cussed. Yeah can't play with those and cuss at the same time. <laughs> you can't cuss and well, play with my Chris, toys. I, I think he's sending you a message, Chris, that you cuss too much. That's exactly, yeah, what, it is. That's exactly it. what it is. Yep. He told this story to make it yeah, clear, and I, I hope you're getting the message again. I know. Man, you should have been a psychiatrist. You missed your actual calling was a, was a psychiatrist, Doc. You were oh the wrong God. Doc. You was trying to go. Now, wait, psychiatrist, now, what, what would we have to do to get your psychiatry degree right now? You've already got two from Princeton and Columbia. How about we go to Harvard – and get the psychiatry degree, and then do They'd something love to at Yale. Have me back. Get an yeah, associate's yeah. from Yale. There it is. There it is. I'll let him in. A stand-up comedian is. And the that women far will have to love me. Yeah, right. That's yeah. true. Well, that's, that's when you self. That's self psychiatry when you're doing your therapy on stage, <laughs> just getting it out. <laughs> Are you a self-deprecating comedian? Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, uh, everyone except for, uh, I, I'm friends with Anthony Jeselnik, who's, he's one of the ones who can pull off that kind of arrogant guy shtick. But I think it's, yeah, it's, uh, I, I tend to find it's easier to laugh at myself. And plus, you know, it's, it's comedy. You, you guys know, as you do a podcast, making a living with words right now, it's, uh, you know, you, you want to be careful what you're saying. So making fun of yourself is usually a safe topic where you're not, right. uh, you're not going to ruffle any feathers and, end up getting kicked off of American Ninja Warrior because of a joke. Well, at this point, I'm wondering how long it'll be before I can't call myself fat anymore. You yeah. know what I'm Without getting canceled. I'm already called himself fat. Oh, oh yeah. man. How dare he? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm dead serious. How long will it be before you can't actually talk about yourself? Yeah. Because co comedy's hard now. Oh, Comedy yeah. is the hard. I, is, I envy comedians yeah. that get up there, first of all, and write jokes. That's crazy. Did you actually write yeah. down jokes and get, have a practice in the mirror? Yeah, it's funny. You you do, and then I, you you do your best writing though. Kind of when you're performing, I think where you have an idea, but it's 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 the difference of I don't know how it is in singing, but like I, I struggle because I write differently than I speak, right. and so it's much better when you're talking to a crowd to say, "All right, here's the idea," but let me figure out how I really express it, and then. You know, it, I'm, I'm sure it's the same as songwriting where the perfect word 
it can take you years to find that perfect turn of phrase. Because, you know, the, the goal in comedy is to get 300 people from different backgrounds who are paying different attention to get the same joke at the same time. Um, and, and so it's really, I, I think it's kind of like the, the art and the science of it is figuring out, ah, how do I, what's that perfect word for this, for, for expressing this moment here? And that's, that's part of the fun uh, is kind of that quest to always, you know, a joke is never done. It could always be better. It could always, there's always more to add to it. It's a living. So your act is always kind of living and breathing. Right. And uh, I think that's what, that's what makes it fun though, is, is every time you go out, it can be a little different, you know, that, that it's going to be dependent as the crowd. I just actually, what's weird is I actually just kind of did this. I, I don't even know if I told you this, but uh, Thursday, I actually played my first comedy uh, comedy club. Uh, You're kidding? No, but it was a it was actually a, a buddy of mine is doing a variety act like a, a and he asked me yeah. it's going to be a, there was a bunch of comedians there and me of course I got some funny songs and there but there's one song uh, uh, shuck another man's corn mm -hmm. barn burns down uh, I did this song and. And at the, it, just right in the middle of it, I've never done this before, but it's it's talking about this this guy's cheating on his wife, and and the husband finds out, and they're and and he sets fire to the barn they're in. And anyway, so so at the end of where it's talking about where you know uh, I'm not saying Sue gets around. Just last week, another barn burned down, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I I've done this song hundreds of times. At the end of it, I just said, whore. <laughs> She's a whore. And wow. The, That's I, I'm not, writing. No, I'm telling you. I got a standing ovation. Wow. First time I've ever done that. Wow. Maybe and I played this song, and they all stood up and went, woo. Like, yeah, we, whore. Yeah. <laughs> whore. She's a whore. Yeah. I'm saying, I was like, wow. I will do that every time now. And it was so you weird. Just got it's canceled. addictive. I just, I it's just addictive. got canceled. Matt, we just got Chris canceled. So uh, about that Matt Rogers best friend. Matt thing, Rogers, there's your new best friend. We need to, get him, get, we need to make that come quick. How quickly? Uh, what's he doing next weekend? <laughs> that was at Zanies. He's burning down barns, is what I heard. <laughs> I actually played a comedy club that that Matt might have. Uh, performed at whatever. What do, you, what do you call it when a stand up? What do you call Because we, we yeah. say played it. What do you call it yeah. as a stand up comedian? Performed. Performed. Okay. Performed it. Yeah. So have you ever been to uh, Side Splitters in Tampa? No, I've heard it's amazing though. Well, it's it's a comedy. There's been a lot of legends go through there. But anyway, I played a, I played yeah. a show there. It, not too long ago. I didn't know if you'd ever been there. I didn't see them. They didn't have your picture up on the wall like they did a lot yeah, of other so guys. Yeah, because they get stolen. They, they get stolen. Uh, that's what People, it is. Big fans. Oh, it. man. I think he said something about that. <laughs> yeah. There's one guy we just can't keep on the wall. Uh, can't give it up. <laughs> the stolen. ladies. Oh, man. The ladies take it every time. Uh, uh, so I just don't. I don't remember what who it was, but I, I think it was you now, thinking back about it. <laughs> yeah. The ladies. Man, I wish I could have got one of those. I think there was actually one of you in the bathroom. Oh, man. Which was strange. Yeah, it was on the toilet. You get a piss on my face. Very strange. Yeah. Oh, Very weird. Very strange. I, it's an honor. In certain cultures, that's considered a great I honor. You so I knew you way. I knew there was something about his face. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. Oh, uh, Jesus. We met on a clubhouse, you and I. You remember that? 
Uh, you know what? That was probably the last time I've been on too, Marty. It was <laughs> Me it too. was fun, and then it just got to be exhausting. It That's got right. to be exhausting. It really did. I was uh, I was the same. That was probably the, around the last time that I've been on because it, it, just like you said, it, it was at first it was like, wow, this is crazy. I'm I'm meeting a lot of crazy. There's a lot of people in here. I'm meeting some people, and this is really cool. I have yeah. met some people that have actually uh, made me money and have been on this show from that, like you and uh, Quad City DJs. You know who that is? Oh, you kidding me? Come on, Ryan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah they were on Come. the show. I met them Michelle in Clubhouse. Michelle, Tanika, and Tanya want to ride. Ride that train. Yeah. <laughs> this is my man right here. <laughs> uh, way deep down talk. south where we play this game. It's the... Matt, where the freak you at, Matt? <laughs> it's the Quad City DJs going on. Oh, no, down don't train. try to do it now. No, it's over, Matt. <laughs> Matt, the moment's over. You ruined it. You ruined it. The timing was, was wrong. I was being an audience member going, yeah, what's next? I thought I thought you froze, Marty. He thought I was about to talk about feelings, I think, just then. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> anyway, Sons I met some bitches. people there. And, uh, but I wanted to ask you this because this was funny. We were in a room together. This wasn't when we met, but I saw I saw you in a room. It was – I don't Shoot even know why. Shot. Huh? I don't know why I was Shoot in there. Shoot your shot. It was the room we're about dating. Yeah, shoot your shot room. <laughs> you remember? Yeah. Is that what it was? Man. Oh, yeah. Look, what kind of room was, we in? What kind of room this, you guys talking about here? There's I mean, this love doctor in there. Know, I don't know who know. she is. He's a oh, love doctor. Patty Stanger, Patty Stanger, the the millionaire matchmaker. Yeah, she she's yes. in there, and and Matt and Matt starts talking, and uh, it seems like she she you know she apparently clicks on his profile, and she's giving everybody this advice, which I think is very strange. But anyway, uh, I, I was I thought I was getting a kick out of it. I thought it was comical, and then her and Matt get to talking, and she's like, "Listen, well, listen, Matt, you're you're tall and handsome, and you're successful," and I was like. Uh, so then I, I, I messaged Matt. I said, "Hey, uh, you and Patty getting together?" Or, uh, so I said, "I'm going to touch. Keep me posted." I said, "Keep me posted about what happened." So keep me posted. What happened, huh? Uh, no, nothing. I, I knew her. I I met her before. Oh, you did. And uh, she she would be a handful of a woman to date. Yeah. And as you know, with you someone like who's feelings. scared of feelings, right. I don't like handful. I don't like feelings. Uh, no. So she's she. Uh, but uh, no, nothing. Nothing came in. I thought I thought she was gonna matchmake me, but instead I just went back to dating apps and met the girl I'm seeing now <laughs> until this podcast. In which case she's gonna go, oh my god, I don't ever want to see you again. Yeah. She gone. That that Barty Forty line lost. That's that it. Yeah. yeah. That, that sank the boat right That's there. That's it. I did on my dating profile, though, I did warn them, you got to be up for an occasional Dutch oven. Because I figured, <laughs> let them know what's coming here, ladies. Right. Let them know. None, I mean, <laughs> let them know what's coming. You know what I'm saying? And here's the thing. You say I that on your profile? You. I get under there with you. I'm in there nose to nose. Going, oh, that's a good one. Man, We're see, in this together, baby. Oh, dude, that shows commitment right there. When you're in the I, Dutch I oven like together... But That's I'll go through some pain. I will do it. What if she Dutch ovens you? Will you still be in there? <laughs> then I'm out. That's just disgusting. <laughs> Although, either that, I'm gone. That's it. <laughs> either that or I put a ring on it. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. Uh, I want the woman to find you and y'all can Dutch oven together. Man, that's what I want. Just, just you, just Matt, and and that's how y'all get married. It's like under oh. the blankets, Dutch oven. You put the rings on. Oh, that's I a do. great thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. I can't wait to send this to uh, what's your name? What's your girlfriend's <laughs> name again? 
Chlamydia. Chlamydia. That's it. Wow. Chlamydia. I was going to say chlamydia. Come on, ride that train. Okay. Everyone's ridden that train. Yeah, we don't want to get on that train. Were your parents happy when you... How did your parents... Just give me a rundown of how your parents felt when you went to all that school and... Then said, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. That was the now. hardest part. That was the hardest part was telling my dad because I respected him. And it took me like a month and a half to work up the courage. And when I told him, Dad, I'm I'm taking some time off medicine. I'm going to go out to L.A. and try stand-up comedy. And the first <laughs> Man, thing he said. That's got to be. First <laughs> thing he said was, life is short. Do what makes you happy. Son of a oh, gun. That's awesome. Now, I know. I'm sure he said other shit behind my back like, <laughs> this motherfucker. He's crazy. Uh, I, I got lucky. I got lucky. They, they were pretty supportive. I, I think my dad saw I wasn't that that I was struggling in medicine. I think he also saw that you know medicine was changing, and he also knew, man, if if you're not happy in medicine, it's a slog. So I right. I, I was lucky in that, and thank God it's worked out because now he'd probably be like, yeah, we thought you were nuts, but you know we we knew if we told you no, you were going either anyway. So we figured let's at least support you. It seems like a lot of doctors aren't happy to be honest with you a lot of one it's it's a tough job it is it is it is a tough job and i think uh uh you know it's stressful as hell and and um yeah that's why you know particularly during the pandemic like you're on the front lines your life and death and i'm out here talking ninjas doing podcasts making fart jokes about tennis players so my (laughs) life is is very easier which is very very important and don't don't like don't slide i i still say changing lives boys still say changing lives lives, my friend talking about dutch ovens that's a net that's a necessity you've saved chris (laughs) a lot of of heartache i know really did thank you matt in the middle of every show this is past the middle now (laughs) because you're long-winded and you won't shut up but uh we're you know in the middle of every show typically we do a segment called what why would they do that this one, are you ready for it? I'm ready. Make sure you didn't freeze there for a minute. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm ready. He's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have you ever found yourself? I know this is actually good for Matt. I know he's been in, he's been in this situation. Have you ever found yourself in a sticky situation where you farted, but it was? I never knew that this was going to be so perfect for this. I wrote this before this show. <laughs> Before this show, can you believe this? Have you ever found yourself in a sticky situation where you farted, but it was more sharp than fart and needed a change of underwear, but didn't have one on you? Well, you can always have them now with instant undies. Ben, pull that picture up. It's a tiny metal tin can with a ball of material inside that when you drop it into water, it unravels into a perfect pair of granny panties. How about that, Matt? Your Uh, prayers. I just throw my... I throw my dirty underwear out and go commando. Just wipe it down. Dude, are you Man. the guy? That, are you the guy that, that leaves not around too? Are you the guy that leaves the dirty underwear in the in the rest the rest area bathroom? Just uh, hanging on the wall. Yeah, just as a warning. As a warning. <laughs> this is what happens when you eat in the chilies up the street. Don't do it. I have been, I've walked into a rest area bathroom and somebody had just draped their, I mean, soiled, thoroughly soiled. Things underwear. happen in rest areas. Things thing. why, didn't like, they, why didn't they just throw them in the trash? Are they I don't know, but they draped them, them on the handicap rail. And I was like, now, what if somebody handicap comes in here? What are they going to do now? They got to grab those yeah. underwear. You're like, that's going to itch when it dries. These are 
Well, right now, Marty, I feel like you're asking the questions that person never did. And wherever they are listening to this podcast right See, now, that guilt lives. is going to hit them like a ton of bricks. I told you. A ton of bricks. I told you, Matt, we're changing lives on this show. And I walked back out of the car, and I found out it was my dad that did it. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And I said, Daddy, why'd you do that? No, it wasn't my dad. It was a joke. <laughs> I'm, I'm a stand-up comedian, Matt. Forgive me. I was joking. That was good. I was going to say, at that point, you got to respect your dad. you got to respect him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Son, I ain't got underwear on, and this is an emergency situation. Let's get this. This is a learning moment. It's a learning moment. He's like, boy, go in the last stall when you go in. <laughs> the last stall. Boys, boys, I'm sorry to do this. I'm I'm being summoned. The, the rain's coming, and my dad's. Whether I'm going to have to chauffeur them, I'm going to have to jump off here, boys. Real quick, and then. Let us do my let us, parents now. Let us do one Let's thing. Do we, at, the Let's end do every, at the end of every show, we do an unbelievable fact. We'll do it and then let you go. All right, boys. Give it to me. All right. If you ever, if you ever tried a new variety of Apple, if you tried a new variety of Apple every day, it would take 20 years to try them all. There's 7,500 varieties of apples. True, true fact. That's an incredible fact. Yes, sir, Doc. Man, that really keeps the doctor away. <laughs> you can keep the doctor away for seventy for seventy five hundred days. Man, my, my girlfriend's going to become an apple enthusiast. Man. <laughs> hey, thank you, Matt. What, real quick, what's coming Boys. up for you other than American Ninja Warrior? Oh, what's coming up? American Ninja Warrior, May thirty first, the premiere. Ninja Junior is coming back this fall in the Peacock. The big news, which I don't know if it's officially been announced, but my co-host Akbar and I, we're going to the Olympics. We're going to be doing a morning show called Tokyo Live for the Peacock. It's going to be streaming every morning from Tokyo. We're going to be showing events live, uh, access to athletes. It's going to be. I, awesome. I, I mean, I I grew up watching to get to go uh, and be a part of it. It's it's uh, it's going to be a highlight. I, I can't wait. So check that out during the Olympics, uh, July twenty third. It all starts from Tokyo. That's awesome. That is awesome. Last question. I, I, I know I already wait. said that. And I'm going to introduce you to my boy, Matt Rogers. What's the craziest injury that you saw while you was hosting the show? Well, um, you know, we saw a uh, compound fracture of the lower leg where an extra joint was formed in the leg. It oh. just in the shin, both the tibia and the fibula both snapped and the leg was. So there's still an ankle and you're like, it takes you a second because you're looking going. That doesn't look right. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and that was one that they threw a blanket over it. And uh, the, the guy had surgery and actually came back and competed again, though. So pretty amazing. Right on. Well, Matt, you're a warrior, and I love you, and I hope you'll be my cousin. Thanks, and then, boys. Whether you want to be or not, you're my cousin from now on. I'm going to tell people that. Marty and Chris, you guys are good in my book. Man, I appreciate thank you your so time. much, Thanks. Matt. God so good bless to meet you, Matt. you. All right, boys. All right. Talk soon. Ah, thank y'all so much for listening to the Marty Ray Project Chats. And a big thank you to Rode for supplying the sound with Rodecaster Pro. Whether you like what you heard or hated what you heard, subscribe and rate us anyway. Let us have it.